1: Hello, Nislas. This is Abhijit from the Shape of Work podcast. In this episode, we have Mr. Bawin Bhatt, co-founder of Aska Pharma. Hi, Bawin. How are you?
0: Hi, Abhijit. Very well. How are you?
1: I am good. Thank you. Thanks for joining the podcast. So it's great to have you here. So to start with, can you just tell our listeners a bit about yourself and your career journey so far?
0: Sure, Abhijit. So first of all, thank you for having me here. Pleasure. Uh, Where my my career journey has been uh, very exciting so far for the fact that right from my school days, uh, it was a very conscious call that, you know, the family business uh, needs some diversification. So, okay. uh, so it was healthcare was something which we looked upon. And that's how I got into, I did my bachelor's of pharmacy. I did my MBA in pharmaceutical management. Okay. Uh, then I got into a company like Zydus. I mm-hmm. worked for companies like Zydus and MCure in brand management specifically i took up this role because you are at epicenter of when you are at epicenter of the brand you know yeah. you get a hang of things and you get a hang of you know the other, other departments that have okay. its functions maybe supply chain or marketing sales mm-hmm. for that matter you are not completely involved in all the departments but yes at least you get a hang of things
1: mm-hmm. and
0: then uh, having worked with the two established systems so, I thought it was the right time, and we started ASCA Pharmaceuticals in mm-hmm. 2017. Okay. So we have recently completed our five years of operations,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: currently we are operating two divisions. One is into domestic uh, market. We have pan-India operations, mm-hmm. uh, primarily into cardiology and diabetology therapy areas, okay. and uh, internationally, the international division is into uh, South America, uh, mm-hmm. primarily focused uh, Peru. As the market, Mm -hmm. when we started Aska Pharmaceuticals five years back, the board was very clear that, you know, if we are getting into uh, healthcare and pharmaceuticals, you know, we need to bring in some value to the industry, to the patients at large, and, uh, you know, don't want to be one of run-of-the-mill organizations. Mm -hmm. So That's how uh, flat pricing is a concept is what we introduced. Uh, okay. flat pricing basically is makes a lot of sense uh, you know especially for the patients and for the doctors uh, who are treating uh, chronic diseases uh, mm-hmm. like uh, you know high cholesterol levels uh, understand uh, hypertension diabetes so what we have done as you know it's basically flat pricing is one molecule Mm -hmm. one price for all the strengths Uh, if i if i quickly take an example of statin as a brand which is for Mm -hmm. lowering the cholesterol levels it's available in 10 milligram 20 milligram 40 milligram so on and so forth so in flat pricing what happens the typical market pricing maybe say a 10 milligram would cost 10 rupees a tablet or 20 milligram would cost a 20 rupee tablet yeah 40 milligram, maybe 40, 45 rupees. So flat pricing, the base price is escalated to all the SKUs. So if a 10 milligram is 10 rupees a tablet, 20 is also 10 rupees a tablet. 40 milligram is also a 10 rupee tablet. So this makes easier for the doctors to up titrate or down titrate the doses, depending Mm -hmm. on the patients and Mm -hmm. the patients need not worry about the bill burden. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So this has been the core and the foundation on which the organization was formed and
1: Okay, Absolutely. okay. Great. great, great, journey great. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I do understand. So, first of all, congratulations on completing your five years journey as a farmer. And yeah. to start with, uh, when you start a company, especially in a startup, the first group of uh, people who you recruit is going to be the base, right? They are going to be helping you in all the growth and stuff. So, when you start as a leader, what do you think on micromanaging those people? Because you're not very sure like how this operation Mm. would be and what is the plan. That may be like basically the first set of employees you recruit is definitely on a trial and error method. True, true. So Mm. when it is though, so what do you think on micromanaging? Does really leaders need to do micromanaging on this stuff?
0: So Abhijit, uh, I have a very diverse viewpoint on micromanagement. Mm -hmm. As I said, having worked in established systems, uh, which are the established organization, And Uh being a part of an organization where you need to establish the organization. So these are two absolutely different things. And it is absolutely, you know, 180 degree approach which is required to work for an established system and to establish a system. So Uh my viewpoint on micromanagement, as I said, is very diverse because it depends on two things is what I feel, Uh depending on the resources you have and the stage of business in which you are into micromanagement needs to be, you know, taken up accordingly. So it is micromanagement usually, you know, in a corporate is taken up as a very negative connotation, Mm -hmm. which I do not totally uh, agree upon. Because if you are in an established system, you try to micromanage uh, things, maybe it can backfire. But when Mm -hmm. you are setting up things, when you have lesser resources and you micromanage so that you are in, you are much involved in the system, you know how it is functioning and then slowly you know, uh, give up on the micromanagement makes more sense. That is what I have observed, you know, in this five-year journey because uh-huh. I've been establishing systems. So uh-huh. today, if uh, I have good resources available to put in, to maybe say, uh, develop a department of the HR for that matter. And I have resources available where I have, you know, the HR head, I have the luxury to have managers and executives under them, maybe micromanagement may not, you know, uh, work the way it should. But mm-hmm. if I have lesser resources, maybe I want to set up a supply chain department and I have lesser resources, only a manager and executive to work with, maybe micromanagement will make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. So micromanagement, when I say, it is being more involved, okay. uh, right? And not micromanagement as in uh, take away freedom of the people, you know, who are uh,
1: working. Mm-hmm. So
0: depending on resources and stage of business in which you are into i think uh, micromanagement can be applied accordingly I
1: understand I understand so, yeah. <clears throat> also in the startup phase, on the growth phase, especially when you're transferring from the seed stage to the growth stage, it's right. definitely important to uh, grow your managers into leaders, right? Because once you grow into a big, so you cannot uh, focus on all departments, all functions, you'll have your okay. different priorities at this moment. So, it's better to uh, grow managers into leaders. So, how uh, have you plan and how your you plan to take care of that and motivate your teams?
0: So, uh, To growing managers into leaders, I would say, you know, your 75% of the job is done when you understand the fact that the individual whom you are trying Mm -hmm. to grow from a manager to a leader, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, has the right attitude, Mm -hmm. has the alignment to your values and your vision. Mm -hmm. He's individual uh, ability Mm -hmm. and adaptability for changes because young organizations are usually very dynamic. Mm -hmm. So if the four A's if you find you know into the manager I think helping them grow into leaders I think 75-80% of the job is already done there Mm -hmm. and then uh, you have different ways and means to look into that you know that manager who is working as a specialist becomes a generalist who is an analyst becomes an integrator Mm -hmm. maybe who has been working on the tactics ensures to implement and make strategies so a tactician to a strategist and basically a problem solver to an agenda mm-hmm. i think that's the most most important thing is what i feel cool. So cool. the role changes but if the individual has the attitude and as you know is adaptable i think there are a lot of ways and means in terms of uh, classroom trainings mm-hmm. you know, on field training
1: mm-hmm.
0: a lot mm-hmm. of things can be worked about Mm-hmm. In and around. But I think these okay. 4 as makes uh, 80% of the job done.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Understand, understand. See, I've, I've seen, uh, personally, I've seen a difference between the behaviors of employees, especially from the millennials generation and also the previous generation. Right. right. So, right. so uh, when it comes to the millennial generation, they want everything immediately and they want mm-hmm. everything instant and their thought processes completely uh, into a future perspective. Right. After. So when it comes to this millennial generation especially at your phase on your on the growth mm-hmm. stage definitely you hire more of a millennial region rather than more experienced right. person so you'll be having um probably 70 30 ratio of millennial to previous generation people if right. this is so if this is so when it comes to uh, tracking and encouraging high performance of the dispersed workspace of right. these two generations do you commonly plot a system so what's your mm-hmm. plan or have you done any strategy on how you're going to Plot a system to manage these to mm. track performance to increase high performance people because you need different right. types of motivations, right? On two right different true. generation people, very so true. on this scenario, so what do you think would be a perfect example? To
0: so, uh, Abhijit, with a lot of trial and errors that we have already mm-hmm. been gone through, and you very rightly said today's generation, there is no one particular thing that would motivate, right? And mm-hmm. especially right. for a dispersed field force, specifically talking about pharma, where you know. The it starts from the level of a medical representative mm-hmm. right? fortunately in pharma the most successful leaders executives entrepreneurs are the ones who have started as medical representatives right mm-hmm. so but fortunately or unfortunately medical representative as a career option is never by choice mm-hmm. it is always by chance so yes. and in that scenario they are dispersed you don't have an office space. It's all a field field job. So what we have understood uh, from, from our experiences is that there is no one thing that would work. It is basically closing the entire loop. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's basically like a pie where every piece of it is very important. So mm-hmm. right from gone are the days when you can control right? It's it's all about how you can motivate and that's why I said closing a loop is very important. Mm-hmm. So first of all, it all starts with target setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the leader has to be involved in target setting to see to it that the targets are not as stretched where, you know, the field, the workforce gives up on mm-hmm. layer one of it and it should not be very lenient where they don't need to stretch. So target setting. Mm-hmm. Two, once that is done, planning to how to achieve target. As leaders, <laughs> we have to ensure the right tools are given to your workforce to execute Mm -hmm. that planning Mm -hmm. after giving the right tools it is about execution to ensure that they are executed well Mm -hmm. make sure that the workforce achieves the target and Mm -hmm. the incentive or the recognition program which you have so this basically closes the entire loop and what we have found that success is very contagious Mm -hmm. i mean if workforce starts getting incentives if the workforce is is in a right frame of mind of an achiever you know because mm-hmm. when they are achieving it takes care of you know their uh, encouragement or their uh, self involvement into the job and when it is followed by incentives and recognition program so i think that loop needs to be closed by the leaders to ensure uh, very mm-hmm. productive teams
1: mm-hmm. okay so Uh, since you have mentioned on different aspects to close a loop okay to engage people do you think recognition programs could be a primary focus initially to uh, motivate people
0: I would not say uh, primary focus but yes one of the very important aspects of the pie (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, which I just mentioned so if the target setting right from the target setting to planning to providing the right tools execution achievement these Mm. things are taken care of it is only then the recognition program uh, uh, makes sense. Mm-hmm. So in silos, I don't think one individual factor will work. I think okay. all these five, six factors which I said needs mm-hmm. to be very well looked into by the leaders to ensure you know the workforce is in place and highly motivated.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So when it comes to the recognition program, so we yeah. just wanted to uh, split between the traditional programs and the instant recognition programs, which recently millennial generations are like right. pretty much. Uh, but if you see like 10 years, 15 years before, that is like every company will have an annual award function or something where people would uh, award uh, right. best employees, best employees of the year based on different functions and all those. That would be a tradition right. for every employees right. Now, Nowadays people are expecting more of an instant recognition. Maybe COVID can also be a reason because people have not met right. each other for the for an air uh, an exception in right. your industry. Okay. Right. But if in this case, uh, I just wanted to uh, uh, learn from you, like what you feel the impact of the instant recognition? So even all the generation people would love instant recognitions rather than traditional or how this can be uh, given to people?
0: So we have split our recognition programs into three parts. One, Mm -hmm. which is instant, you know, which is the new addition that we have made. Uh, Mm -hmm. But that was there even before the COVID times because considering and understanding today's generation, I think Mm -hmm. instant recognition programs uh, do make a lot of sense.
1: Uh,
0: At the same time, if I have to split my uh, budget of recognition for the awards, I think I would have split into 40% into instant and uh, 60% I would still give to midterm and, you know, uh, the annual recognitions
1: Mm -hmm. because
0: Though instant recognitions are very important that, you know, keeps the workforce very motivated, but Uh the annual and midterm, are uh, they achieve after putting in a lot of effort consistently. Uh And to reward that is equally important because that itself gives a lot of, you know, a motivation and that Uh being recognized gives a lot of more sense of achievement to what they have done. Mm-hmm. so instant recognition surely makes a lot of sense uh, and we do that in instant recognition we have also added uh, surprise elements as well today's Great. generation you know like i mean everybody but today's generation more would like a lot of surprises so during yeah. our quarterly meets uh, or maybe when the manager is working you know, with a colleague uh, in field, uh, Mm -hmm. we ensure to give in, you know, a lot of uh, surprise awards and recognition as well. So Mm -hmm. that gives, you know, a different sense of achievement and that keeps them motivated.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, great. So, just, just an, an interesting question which came to my mind. So when, when especially in the pharma industry, you have like a ratio of 70-30 uh, to field executives mm-hmm. to the people who work inside an office campus, right? So right. especially to motivate this field executives, right? So it's right. definitely a huge task for the leaders or the managers to do because they face customers, as you said. Field executives right. are not like got the job by interest, it is by chance, right? right. That is an exact word, uh, what you have mentioned too. So, especially people who are not expecting this job to be done, but they've got it by chance. What What right. is an extra effort that you have put in to motivate your field executives? This so, that be is what I mean, not only on the pharma industry, but also on different manufacturing and service industry that would be field executives an interesting initiative which which Hmm. would help other people
0: too so fortunately uh, in pharma uh, Mm -hmm. though people join as medical representatives uh, by chance but they also know for a fact that uh, rising up the ladders and becoming successful and uh, you know being top executives or maybe Mm -hmm. a successful entrepreneur the journey has to start from medical representative so mm-hmm. that is that in itself is uh, something you know you can always back yourself up with uh, if you are ambitious enough to grow the ladder
1: mm-hmm. so,
0: so when I say recognition programs so they are very important mm-hmm. every year we try to bring in something on the other depending on the business requirements mm-hmm. and you see my five-year journey my every year Uh, has been so different that though the vision is the same but the ways and means to achieve changes so our Mm -hmm. recognition programs have been very out of the you know industry kinds is what we have always Mm -hmm. tried um, to design Mm -hmm. and that has helped us right Uh, we have we have we put in the marketing team the sales team uh, we all put in a lot of you know thoughts in designing them Mm -hmm. and so two things which I said, the field force is very clear that to rise up the ladder, this is very important. And to keep the incentive schemes very dynamic, a part of it very dynamic and part of it very consistent. Okay. okay. So, uh, the two extremes in the recognition programs uh, really
1: help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, okay, great, great. So, just a final question. So, can you conclude on especially the role of leaders, Bob managers? Okay, so and impact of them in the recognition programs, uh, how this would help in the growth of the organization?
0: Well, to conclude uh, on the role of leaders, I would say more than the role, it's about the four A's which I mentioned earlier Mm -hmm. Uh, having the right attitude, uh, alignment to the uh, core values and the vision. ability i'm sure ability is uh, are given because it is because of the fact that they are considered and uh, give, they are given the leadership role and adaptability mm-hmm. uh, having all these four things today's time and today's generation uh, it is all about having a very customized approach so that leaders have to be very customized there there cannot be you know a, a single yardstick for all the team members which they are handling. I mean, maybe some would require a demonstrative style of leadership. Some would require more of hand-holding. So depending on the individual they are leading, a very customized approach with the four A's. Uh, mm-hmm. is something is very important to be a successful leader. And mm-hmm. impact of recognition program, I would say it is very important because usually what happens, recognition programs are there. They are designed, mailed and in the inboxes. But... To make sure that they are marketed well to their team is equally important. You know, uh, beginning of the year, very good incentive schemes are launched, but somewhere deep down in the routine, you know, when they follow, the, the incentive schemes are deep down in the inboxes. So there has to be the leader's role is very important to create and Build an impactful recognition program, but at mm-hmm. the same time, there has to be a constant marketing of what is in store for the team so that it is not mm-hmm. lost somewhere in the journey of the year.
1: Understand, yeah, great, great, great. So, thanks a lot, Bhavan. Thanks for uh, sharing us all your experience from the shape of work community. We would like to uh, render the heartful uh, congrats for all your uh, initiatives which you have taken at Aska Pharma. And all the very best for your future endeavors also uh, on uh, the next few years on Asna Pharma as well.
0: Thank you so much, Abhijit. It was a pleasure.
1: Thanks. And uh, thanks for joining us on the podcast. And uh, see you all on the next episode of The Shape of Work podcast. This is Abhijit signing off.